This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion, addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at standupwithatruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Remember that this Friday on the podcast, in studio, we've got Dr. Andy Woods. We also have Pastor Chris Quintana. They're both in town this coming Friday for the 2022 Great Lakes Prophecy Conference. It's going to be in Appleton, Wisconsin at Calvary Chapel, and I believe you can stream it online. But those of you who are willing to come, uh, I will be speaking Saturday morning, 9 a.m. at the conference. So you can email your questions. What I'm calling this coming Friday's podcast, I'm calling it Unscripted, Pastor's Perspective. So you can email any questions you would like to ask in advance so we can get, uh, we're not going to have time for all of them, but email comments at standupforthetruth.com. And that is for Pastors Andy Woods and Chris Quintana. This Friday, they'll be here in studio. And you can get info at ccappleton.org on the Prophecy Conference. They um, Today might be the last day to register. Uh, that's to give them a head count. I think you can still obviously attend, but there is a capacity, right? So make sure to uh, check that out. We'll put the link in today's podcast notes at standupforthetruth.com. In the second half of the podcast today couple stories on radical gender theory uh, that, that has come to the heartland. And also, I need to address a recent, quote, discernment ministry that has attacked us, Stand Up For The Truth podcast, attacked me personally, calling me a false teacher, deceived, dangerous, claiming that I promote Catholic bishops and other people. Um, and this is just something that I don't want to do, but because Guys like this have followings on social media, and tens of thousands of people, I think, uh, follow this guy. So we have to respond to this attack, guilt by accus or guilt by association, a lot of false accusations, and just things that are so exaggerated. And no, they didn't come to me and ask me, "Do you believe this?" or "What do you think about what you're saying on the?" No, they just put out these claims. It's not slander. I don't believe, but yet it's an attack on our character, on our integrity. And the, our podcast is called Stand Up For The Truth. So we uh, need to respond to that, unfortunately. So that's in the second half. But right now, very important, you can opt your kids out of the garbage and perversion they might hear in public school under uh, sex education or health or whatever. Um, you can opt them out if you could not get them out of public schools. Know your rights. Um, I'm blessed to have Linda Harvey back with us. She founded Mission America in 1995, and she does some amazing work. And I want to point your attention to missionamerica.com. She's got a great uh, calendar there that you can go and look at what's coming up in the school year in the government schools across the country and what they are promoting week to week, month to month. Because right now, friends, it's not just June being Pride Month. We're talking queer all year round. So she's got a school corruption and propaganda calendar. That's what she calls it. And it's everything's listed month by month for you to go find out information on what's happening in public schools near you. So Linda Harvey, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth. Thank you so much for having me on, David. Well, thanks, Linda. Very important work. Let's start with the good news that a lot of parents aren't aware of or they think maybe they have some misinformation on. They can, in fact, opt their kids out of some of this perverse garbage that they're being fed under the guise of health or education or whatever else, sex education. So please share about this. You did these forms for Ohio from Protect Ohio Children. Please share these opt-out forms, and where can parents across the country get them? Yes, we uh, at protectohiochildren.net, I'm also on their board, they right on the front page have a link to opt-out forms, and they're generic. So you can opt out your children out of um, inappropriate materials, sex education that you object to, the very wicked and distorted critical race theory teachings, social emotional learning, and on and on. So you can, and all LGBTQ material, all sexuality related, gender deviance teaching, you can opt your kids out of all those things. So if you go to that site, also we have a link on our site in this propaganda school calendar article. Okay. So either one you can go to. 
Uh, they're generic. So we this is for Ohio, but I think they work in almost every state. Now, let me just tell you that there is some pushback from the schools, uh, and this will get, tell you a say that some of this is so throughout the curriculum, like social emotional learning, that it's hard to do. Uh, do it anyway, folks. Get mm-hmm. it in writing, because if the incident comes down the pike where your child is given some weird survey for social emotional learning, which asks them to declare their pronouns or their, their gender identity, you have it in writing that you said, do not do this. And so mm-hmm. um, this is very important to do. We've got insiders that meaning there are some, not many, but some Christian teachers in different parts of the country that are really trying to, they can't do much as far as what they can say, uh, as far as the biblical worldview and, and Jesus or prayer or the Bible or the gospel. They can't do that. So their hands are tied. Their mouth is you know, kind of that tape on their mouth. But they do let us know what's being passed down to the kids and what the curriculum is. In some cases, I get emails, Linda, from teachers saying, look at this teacher now has in her email or his email account, they have their pronouns. So they're, they're promoting this to the kids and to families. And one of the opt-out forms I have here, it says, for inappropriate material, racially divisive concepts, S-E-L, and it's parent non-consent opt-out form. Could you please explain for those newer listeners that aren't familiar with S-E-L, um, we don't even, you and I, you know, people, we, we say D-E-I, S-E-L, and other things, but a lot of people need to understand, what is this? What are they talking about? Well, this is social-emotional learning, and social-emotional learning has been adopted throughout most public schools now in the country, and they're getting a lot of federal dollars behind it. So every, everywhere you look for something new, some new trend, then look for the money, and that's where it is. They're hiring more counselors, more social workers, because they believe, and it's not just because of COVID. This was on the way two, three years before covid uh, but after COVID, they really are, every child needs therapy. So all of these classes with these amateur psychologists, mm-hmm. teachers acting as amateur psychologists, quite frankly, are uh, surveying their kids. There are a whole range of programs that within SEL. And what it is, it becomes a platform for all of the other leftist agendas. It becomes for making you believe that, for instance, for instance, Culture needs to be dismantled, uh, making kids realize that it's you know, you know equity, not equality, to uh, adopt as a value. Mm-hmm. A tolerant of LGBTQ because that's an important part of social awareness. And that's one of the segments you all will hear. And if you get into transformative social emotional learning, which makes you go out on the street, be a protester, and get a- active. And of course, it's never. You're not ever protesting in front of an abortion clinic or a pro working on life causes. It's all left worse that they push kids into. So that's SEL. It's kind of the new air that the schools breathe. Mm. And it's some proof that some kids need counseling. We've always done that in schools, but they're done, done on an individual uh, intervention basis, not widespread. That's Everybody right. gets their values uh, reframed. That's right. So another one, DEI, uh, parents need to keep an ear out for that or their eye out. Diversity equity and inclusion. There are now in universities, Lyndon, I'm sure in some of the bigger public schools in bigger cities across America, there are people in these departments. They have DEI apartments, I mean departments, or there is someone that's in charge of that. That is their role. They're paying. They're paid a salary as a diversity, equity, and inclusion representative or czar, if you will. And people don't understand how quickly this is happening. Yes, it is happening um, after the – it was in place, the race was in, in place with Black Lives Matter and all of that before the George Floyd summer and all the, mm-hmm. the riots we had and all of that, how they ramped up this and, and exaggerated any problems that we might have with mm-hmm. police or any of that. It's all in place, place but right ready to go. The wow. National Education Association, teachers, youth unions, they've been – they've had a, a – at school – curriculum pay website for a number of years so they were ready with all of this to teach kids that you know you know there were oppressors and oppressed it's all marxism reframed in a racial sense and divide people 
And it's it's not actually true that we're a racially biased country through and through. But that's what they're going to teach kids. And that's what equity means. Yeah. Uh, equity is not the same as equality that Martin Luther King Jr. would have would have wanted. Right. That's right. And so explain, Linda Harvey, how this is not just like you can opt out your children in certain states and certain schools. And this is not an across the board thing because some schools are, are really against any kind of opt out. But you, so you can opt out your kids from, for example, sex education or human sexuality instruction. But as we know, the problem is they're teaching this in math, math class or history class or other classes. It's not just sex education or under the guise of, quote, health. They're teaching all right. kinds of this garbage in, in all the different subjects. So can uh, how do the parents deal with that when they don't know what's being taught in these other classes? Well, that's the issue. What has to happen is that parents need to make it clear they're not going to put up with this. And so, uh, you know, you have to have enough people that will opt their kids out of these things and name them by name, these, these different programs, and you will see at least a lid put on medical curricula, um, mm. cur- cur- curricular <laughs> lessons. So I think that is very important to do. And the other issue is what's being taught in libraries, what's being offered. Sometimes they go into literature classes, a certain, um, certain um, pieces of uh, literature that we would not want our kids to, to have anything to do with. The, the selections have gotten over the top obscene in some cases and filled with all of the, all of the agendas that you, that are anti-Christian, anti-American, anti-sexual morality, and on and on. So you can, there's certain things that are very specific, and, and sex education is one of them. That's usually set aside for a set number of weeks, mm-hmm. and many, many parents have opted their kids out of those classes successfully. Okay, just to mention some of these, um, you can say, sign this form, I do not consent to my child's participation. Um, nation, national sexuality education standards, uh, there's also something from Planned Parenthood. They do videos, and the kids are, have to listen to them. Uh, there's GLSEN, G-L-S-E-N, Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, all this info. The, um, anyway, let's, let's go on because we're running out of time. I just do want to talk about where people can go, and that website, again, is protectohiochildren.net. And to clarify, Linda, they can. these are generic forms, and they can use them in their states. Yes, these are forms that have been used in other states. They have been uh, they've been developed by a national um, some national consultants who kind of are watchdogging this. And so, um, and you can adapt them if there's something you don't you don't uh, care for. You can just uh, you know copy paste it and then adapt it. It's there's no there's no authorship uh, or copyright or anything kind of infringement that you have to worry about. Great. So now one other thing that we want to talk about you mentioned earlier are these books that are in school libraries, and this coming up, Banned Books Week, and that'll take us into the calendar. But let's talk about this very important issue, that how do they use Banned Books Week to promote the LGBTQ agenda and other things? Well, the American Library Association, which uh, has, you know, is the professional association of all librarians in the country, has become increasingly far left in uh, the past 20 to 30 years, they believe that everything should be out there for ki- even for kids, all kinds of uh, material for even small children. <clears throat> they call it intellectual freedom, and so they make a big deal out of this every year. And this year, it's Banned Books Week is uh, September 18th to the 24th, and they will have you will see library displays. This is why we bring this up as far as schools because they'll have a a, a section of these are the books that were most frequently banned. And of course, the implication, it's not just implication. If you read their material, it says it, that, that that was a bad thing. Well, they'll mix in some things that are like people will go, they b- tried to ban that, like to kill a mockingbird, for instance. Um, and, but the, along with that will be a range of highly obscene, highly sexualized <clears throat> material that parents would just, their jaws are going to drop over. And because of that, I've included a passage <clears throat> from the book, uh, one of the books written by the guy they've named as the chairman of Banned Books Week, the American Library Association. This is a, 
a young black man who has a lot of racial issues in, in his memoir, but he also has extremely graphic, obscene passages. It's pure trash. I mean, there's no mm. reason to put this in front of kids. And so I, I included with some things bleeped out in, on, in, that, in that passage so people can see what they, the American Library Association named him chairman. And they're defending this obscenity right wow. to the to the to the mat. So you have to really watch out what your kids are checking out of libraries. Okay, let's go to your calendar, and this can be found, friends, at missionamerica.com, school corruption and propaganda calendar. And Linda, it's amazing. I see the words warning, graphic content, and yet this is what they're teaching kids, and they're they're celebrating in the public schools. But to us, it's graphic. I guess to the schools, it's not graphic, right? There are people who will defend this. Obviously, again, as you see, the American Library Association named this author as the chairman of their banned books week because this was one of the this is one of the books that's been mentioned. It's all boys aren't blue, um, and it's been mentioned in. And uh, many parents have objected in school board meetings throughout the country. But when parents go to these school board meetings and try, which they should, should still try to do this, to read passages from these books, they get shut down because it's inappropriate. It's so ironic. It's mm. just amazing that people would do this. But they're just blind. Mm. So many people have been indoctrinated, and they're afraid to invoke the horror, the C word, the censorship word, which is... Uh, foolish because there's censorship now. I mean, yes. they choose some things to put in the library and some things to exclude. So it just depends on the values <clears throat> upon which you uh, exclude or include things. So is it right that this book was the third most challenged book in 2021, according to the uh, ALA? Can you explain what, what how it was challenged and what that means? Well, that means that there were attempts around the country in various communities by parents to get the book um, out of the school. In New Jersey, there was a big uh, upset in uh, Kansas, and that's where I quote from, Olanthe, Kansas. They had Olathe, Kansas. They had a um, big up to, uh, uh, to do about the book. And in some cases, they were successful. Some. In, in a few cases. And, and that's been true around a couple of other books that you've heard about, that people may have heard about. One is called Gender Cool. Sorry, Linda, you're, you're, you're cutting out a little bit. Uh, what was that book called? Oh, I'm sorry. It's called Gender Queer, and it's a graphic novel, which is a book of, it's like basically written like a cartoon. It's illustrated uh, for reluctant readers, is what they call them. It's just dumbed down material. Mm. But in that book, there are illustrations of sex, sex acts, wow. actual illustrations. And so wow. many people have tried, parents have tried around the country to get that book banned, and some have been successful and some have not. Mm. So you can get more information on this, by the way, on this whole calendar. We don't have time to go through it. We've got two minutes left in this segment, Linda. And that Banned Books Week, where they're going to be trying to promote these things, September 18th through the 24th, and as you say, it's the annual attempt by the American Library Association to justify trash. Uh, the uh, publishers want to pedal before our children. And I want to mention the week after that is February 23rd is Bisexual Awareness Week. And this is all in the public school calendar. Uh, most schools across the country, am, uh, am I exaggerating? Is this some schools don't have this, but most do? I would say that some schools have some, most schools have some of this is the way I would okay. put it. Some of the bigger ones they will have. Um, many, many schools will have the LGBTQ History Month, which is October, and unfortunately, they they uh, omit one of the biggest incidents in history, which would be the uh, Sodom and Gomorrah incident in the Bible. That would be a big thing on LGBTQ history, but they don't talk about that. But they will distort other historical figures. They will, um, you know, emphasize that this is something that's worthy and normal and respectable, with it when it is not. Okay, one more time, friends. You can go to protectohiochildren.net and get generic opt-out forms that you can print off or make your own, but these are forms you can present to your school's principal when you find out what they're going to be talking about. For example, look at October already, Linda. That's coming up. <laughs> October is LGBTQ History Month, and that's the whole month, as if Pride Month, the whole month of June wasn't enough. They've expanded that the whole year. But when we come back with Linda Harvey of Mission America, 
We're going to talk about a huge threat to parental rights in schools. Title IX changes. You're going to hear some details from Linda, plus some good news on a lawsuit from a Christian teacher next on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Linda Harvey is our guest, and just about six months ago, some kids were punished in a small town in Wisconsin, Keele, I believe, population of about 4,000. Three eighth-grade boys were punished for not repeating the pronouns of a classmate, the requested pronouns, right? And uh, I believe they were suspended. But there are lawsuits coming out, and we've heard some good news. This one I want to just share real quick. Linda, you, you like me, we look at this and go, thank God, there's some sanity. A Christian teacher was punished for refusing to use the preferred pronouns of uh, a student. And he ended up, long story short, receiving a $95,000 settlement, and that brought the case to a close. Comment on this one, and then you know of some other ones that have taken place as well. Yes, this is a wonderful, wonderful uh, way to give teachers hope. You know, that we do have a lot of good teachers that are just enduring the political correctness that's uh, exploding in our schools, and this certainly gives teachers hope that they can stand up for the truth if they're just willing to put their name out there. Mm. Um, There was here in Ohio where a teacher at Shawnee State University, so it was a university level, he refused, uh, you know, was very polite about it, but he tried to use the legal name and re- regular pronouns for a boy who wanted to be known as a girl. And but he won his case; he went all the way up to um, the Ohio Supreme Court. So uh, you know, that was very actually the Sixth Circuit. So he, he was very successful. So that's that's the good news. So you wrote an article about how people can respond to this uh, pronoun, this demand, right? Of of using someone else's pronouns and and. Uh, I think it's on your website, missionamerica.com? Right. It's right right on the front page. It's a standing up against pronoun interrogation because we're hearing more and more in Ohio, and I'm sure it's in Wisconsin and other states, yep. that um, teachers, some teachers are making kids stand up and declare their pronouns, or they're saying you must put your your preferred pronouns in a uh, – in your you fill it out when you – or when you wear a name tag or whatever – and uh, this is this is you know almost like a backwards loyalty pledge to the LGBTQ agenda exactly, because yeah. nobody has to nobody has to do that. So we we uh, just suggested that for grade schoolers that people uh, children be equipped in advance to yes. say you know I'm a boy or I'm a girl and I'm happy to announce that I will re- remain that way and or my parents filled out my um, the forms for me when they enrolled me in school, and please consult those, or <laughs> please consult my parents if you have any questions. And then on the a humorous note is, you will be hearing from our family attorney. <laughs> so that that's just that's just joking. <laughs> but, for, but if you want to make it a witnessing opportunity, people can stand up and say, "Jesus declared people boys and girls." males and females, and that has not changed and will not change, and I am a boy or a girl. Okay, Linda, we've got five more minutes left um, with you, and we want to get to this threat to uh, parental rights in public schools. What are the Democrats up to now involving Title IX? Well, before September 12th, people should make a note to uh, go and make their comments known on a wildly sweeping, underhanded attempt by the Biden administration through their Department of Education to change the term sex in the Title IX sex policy that many people will remember was passed in 1972 to give girls more mostly sports opportunities in um, K through 12 as well as universities. They're trying to change the term sex to now mean sexual orientation, gender identity, pregnancy, and related conditions, which would end up uh, mean, uh, being abortion, and that the Title IX coordinator in schools will then have the um, the authority to bring suits based on sex-based harassment against anybody. It can be the superintendent. This becomes the most important uh, or most powerful person in the 
uh, in the country because, as you mentioned, that Wisconsin suit is a big trigger. They were acting in this Wisconsin uh, suit as if these Title IX changes had already been made mm-hmm. by making it sex-based harassment that these boys, because they didn't call this girl by the right pronouns, and it would have been on these boys' records if they hadn't dropped the lawsuit. I think they have dropped that lawsuit because of or, or dropped that charge against the boys because of threats of a lawsuit. But that's what they are intending to do hmm. with Title IX and those changes to t- change the word sex. And no, no law has been passed to do this. This is outside the realm of Congress. Wow, that's amazing. And, and the article is corrupt kids and override parents is right. Fed goal, federal goal in new and, Title IX. And in that article, I have a link to the federal document where they're taking public comments until September 12th. That's next Monday. So people need to go on there. They've already gotten a ton of them. So this will supposedly, the more comments they get, the more delay there is to the implementation of this. Wow. So, um, Linda, people can respond. We're, we're, we're sharing this, friends, because it's going on and it's affecting young children. Whether you have children in the public schools or not, children in our nation, if you love, love your neighbor, your neighbor's children are being deceived. They're being taught lies. They're being affected by this. So don't be discouraged that this is going on. It's just the heart of man. It's evil. It's corrupt. We're just trying to raise awareness and, and give you ways to fight back, to respond. And Linda, thank you for putting the uh, links in there where people can go get active. People can at least comment on it. Uh, what else would you advise Christian parents to do? Well, here's the thing, uh, following up on what you just said. You know, many people will say, on our Christian stations and so on. Well, you know, the the answer is just get your kids out of school. And that is, if you can absolutely do that, homeschool them, put them in a Christian school. But the problem is those schools will still be out there, will still be paying taxes on them, and they are forming the character or non-character of future citizens of the country. Where do we think most of the people in Antifa, for instance, uh, got their training hmm. in public schools yep. and in universities. We have to keep a lid on the uh, barbarism and the radical nature of what so many kids are not learning. It's because they're not being taught the truth. And so we have to do that and keep our keep our voice active in the public schools. That's right. Linda, thank you so much for all you do. And uh, I, I, by the way, I heard that you, there's a change to your radio program. Did I read something correct on that? We um, yes, uh, we're going to a different time here in Ohio. It's not my program. My program on Saturday remains the same, but okay. I've had daily commentaries Monday through Friday, oh, and great. I'm going to Tuesday and Thursday, but right before one of our very big uh, talk show hosts here uh, in in uh, Columbus and in uh, the Ohio area. So I'm so excited about that new time. It's a really, really good time slot. Well, praise God, and people, go to missionamerica.com and support Linda. She's another... Um, truth proclaimer and defender that's been shadow banned, censored, suppressed, and attacked. And hey, we're in good company, aren't we, Linda? <laughs> we sure are. And God, God bless you for what you do, David. You are a light to so many people. And uh, do not let these attacks bother you. And I urge your listeners to just just uh, g- bypass them and believe nothing. Check mm. everything out because you you are doing wonderful work. Well, thank you for those kind words, Linda. We will stay in touch and get you on again soon. God bless you, sister. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, um, in just a minute, I'm going to talk about uh, Christopher Rufo puts out some amazing journalism, like Alex Newman, like others that are true journalists today. But he has gotten so much information to parents, to Christian parents, to, to just any parent about this radical gender theory, and there's this article I want to touch on in a few minutes about it's it's come to the heartland, meaning what flyover country or whatever you want to call it. It's not just in the big cities. It's not just on the left coast or the east coast. But this attack now, I just want to mention it. Hopefully we won't take too long on this. But this, apparently there's a guy named John Blanchett. And sadly, I have to warn you about his so-called discernment ministry. I believe it's called E. 511. Now, my friends at Good Fight Ministries, uh, Pastor Joe Schimmel, Chad Davidson, Tony Palacio, they have 511 News, which is Ephesians 511. Um, but yet, this guy goes by E511 as well. And I just want to warn you guys some of you might follow his page thinking that it's a legitimate discernment ministry. 
Well, I'm warning you right now. So they put out an attack on us, and I wouldn't have to respond to this. He's got about, I guess, 19,000 people that follow this page on Facebook. He's got ten or 20,000 on YouTube. So this guy talks to an audience. He's an influencer. He attacked us recently. So that's why I'm warning you right now. He seems to have an axe to grind. Um, he did not contact me directly. He didn't make any effort to do so. He throws out accusations of guilt by association. Um, he seems to have a hypercritical spirit, which some discernment ministries do. They like to throw rocks first. He accuses me of being a false teacher and a false light. So that's why this response is warranted, I believe. So claiming to expose works of darkness, which we all try to do, um, he's always discerning and he's the one that's always right. And you've got to be careful of that. That's where pride comes in. I admit there are times where I've made mistakes, and I just uh, encourage you to avoid E511. So in a recent Facebook page uh, post to his followers, and I hope you're not supporting this page in any way, E511 Ministries, there's a big picture of myself and Tina Marie Griffin, who is the counterculture mom, and if you click on it, there's, I'm just going to read what he shared. So there's a lot here. I'll respond at the end to these attacks. So, and listen to some of the people he mentions uh, in this attack. So, brothers and sisters, here are two more Christian teachers to be aware of, Tina Griffin and David Fiorazzo. I'll be talking about them in my next video. They are both part of a media outlet called The Freedom Project, which promotes the false light of Americanism, patriotism, political conservatism, and the culture war mentality. Tina Griffin hosts a show on the Freedom Project with founder Duke Pesta, who has collaborated with Mormon Glenn Beck. By the way, I don't know of any such collaboration. I know Duke personally. I see him almost every week when I go down there. I don't know that he ever collaborated, although Glenn Beck did endorse this public school academy, Freedom Project Academy, uh, Glenn Beck, of course, is not a Christian from what we know. He is a Mormon, but he endorses this education based on classical Christian content and true history rather than what they're doing in the public schools. So I don't know if that's what this guy means as collaborated with Mormon Glenn Beck. Anyway, Tina's program is called Reclaiming America. Now, I'm not affiliated with Tina. Um, she's on the same outlet, media, Freedom Project Media, as I am. Um, the name this guy says, has dominionist overtones, reminiscent of Francis Schaeffer's video, Reclaiming the World. The Freedom Project also has a series called Heroes of the West, where they praise worldly and pagan men like Nikola Tesla, who is regarded highly in the New Age community, William Shakespeare, and the Greek philosopher Aristotle. Stop. They're not praising these people. They're quoting them, sharing history. Duke does a lot of, or used to do a lot of commentary on that. Um, so this is, again, guilt by association. You mentioned stuff like this, and I'll just continue what he says about Tina Griffin. She has her show called The Counterculture Mom Show, in which she has promoted and collaborated with a number of highly questionable, and in some cases downright false, figures and teachers, including, now listen to this, who this guy at E511 Ministries considers highly questionable or false teachers. Doreen Virtue, we've had her on this podcast. She's a former New Ager. Jan Markell, of course, Understanding the Times, and uh, Olive Tree Ministries, we appreciate her voice. Billy Crone, this, is, this guy is saying these people are highly questionable, if not downright false teachers. And then he goes on. She also promotes false teachers Kirk Cameron and Phil Wickham. Now, Kirk Cameron, of course, has done a lot of, he's conservative, Christian, he believes the gospel, shares the gospel. He's very involved when it comes to promoting our true history in America. And then he goes on, I also noticed Greg Locke even liked one of her posts. This is not a coincidence. He liked her post because he identifies with the message that she, Tina Griffin, promotes. Like Locke and Crone, Griffin is steeped in the truther mentality, exposing MK Ultra, mind control, transhumanism, the Great Reset, etc. Stop right there. So just because whoever that Greg Locke, just because he liked a post that she did, I mean, what what is 
What does that have to do with anything, right? If I, if you or I, friend, listening right now, you're listening to me. If you were guilty of, if you liked a post and somehow you found out that post was by someone who wasn't truthful or was a false teacher or something was wrong with that person, it would it be fair for us to say, hey, you're collaborating with this person or you like them because you agree with their worldview? Absolutely not. So let's continue. She is incredibly deceived and is leading Christians astray down into the rabbit hole, and so is the case with David Fiorazzo. So I'm, I'm incredibly deceived, and I'm leading Christians astray. This is what this guy is putting out there. And this is what he says, how he introduces my portion here. Anyway, I've got two minutes left. We'll take a break and come back and finish up. A sister in Christ who follows my channel, E511 Ministries, told me that back when she was a truther, she listened to Fiorazzo, proving that Fiorazzo and Griffin promote messages that align with the false light of trutherism and the Great Awakening. A fan of Dominionist Francis Schaeffer, Fiorazzo also promotes dangerous ideas and teachers. He has a podcast called Stand Up for the Truth. The title of one episode he did recently, this was probably about a year and a half ago, is Patriot Pastor Dan Fisher, Proclaim Truth, Equip the Saints, Resist Tyranny. Stop right there. Do you have a problem with any of that, friends? Patriot Pastor, I, I love this man of God. Dan Fisher teaches true history. He teaches about the Black Robe Regiment, true history in America, how we would not have an America, most likely, if the pastors at that time did not stand and fight for this country and encourage the men in their congregation to do the same. So then he, he continues here. By the way, Francis Schaeffer, I love his quotes on um, the, the the attacks on the inerrancy of Scripture, uh, his quote about the modern church accommodating the world. or Anyway, he says, So like Greg Locke, there's that name again, and other Great Awakening Dominionist pastors, Fiorazzo promotes, quote, patriot pastors and the idea of resisting tyranny. In this podcast, they even discuss the Black Robe Regiment. <gasps> The group of pastors who took arms in the Revolutionary War, which is another thing that more and more Great Awakening false teachers are promoting, like Jack Hibbs, Greg Locke, and David Barton. We're almost done with his accusations, and I'll read a little bit more and then respond when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. So, dominionism or Christian dominionism is a term coined, I guess, by social scientists and some on the left and, and journalists, so-called, and others refer to a subset of American Christianity that is conservative Politically active, perhaps, meaning we vote <laughs> and maybe we're concerned about party platforms and policies, not just the personality of a president or someone running for office and believes that Christians should and eventually will take control of government. I don't believe that. So that's what dominionists, I, I guess, believe or want. We cannot reclaim or take back every major institution they have been compromised. There is no, they are beyond reform. Are you kidding me? At this stage of where we're at in America, in our institutions, how dark, evil, corrupt, perverse, and any other word you can use as a descriptor. We're talking Second Timothy 3 here. You think we can take them back for Christ? And I, I don't know. Um, so that's Christian dominionism. So I don't believe that, but yet this guy's accusing me. And Dan Fisher, because he promotes true history and just says, this is how America started. Men of God actually fought. They literally preached a, a sermon in their churches. There was no internet. There was no communication. They preached their sermon to their congregation, took off their black robes, grabbed their gun, and said, who's with me, men? We have to go fight, or we will not be free. So that's the Black Robe Regiment in a nutshell. 
So that's true history. Whether you like it or not, that's true history. Now, they're using the, these ideas to accuse us of Christian nationalism and other things. So back to these accusations by this guy over at E511 Ministries. And why am I doing this? First of all, he has a big following that he has deceived a lot of people. He's saying we're deceived. He is a deceiver. Um, maybe he means well. I don't know the guy. I, he probably does mean well. At least he started off with the right intentions of wanting to be a discerner and to point people to the truth. Well, so did I. I'm doing the same thing, or I'm trying to do that. But some of you may follow this page on Facebook where he's attacking us, Jack Hibbs, Jan Markell, Kirk Cameron, many others of being false or dis- or dangerous. So let's continue now because he mentioned Jack Hibbs in with Greg Locke and David Barton, who is a historian, not a Christian pastor, by the way. But it doesn't mean that he, he doesn't have accurate and truthful information about our country, about our Constitution, about our founding fathers. Okay, let's separate this here. What is truthful? And where, where, where is this guy throwing bombs? So he says, he says Fiorazzo has also shared stuff from Eric Metaxas on his Facebook page. And has also promoted the teachings of Fulton Sheen. All right, let's stop right there. <laughs> Eric Metaxas, I mean, by the way, brilliant book on Bonhoeffer. And I like Metaxas. I don't always like his approach. He, he interviews a lot of celebrities, a lot of prominent people, people that are not Christian. He doesn't claim to interview just Christian. He doesn't claim that his show is a Christian show. So, But I like his worldview. I agree with his worldview. I agree with what he has written that I know I'm aware of so far. So Eric Metaxas, yeah, I've shared stuff from him. I share stuff from a lot of people. It doesn't mean I believe every single thing they they have said, written, or thought in their entire lives. So let's not take this so far, which this guy is. He's jumping to conclusion. you got to jump through a lot of hoops to make some of these accusations. So I've promoted teachings of Fulton Sheen. That's a lie. This guy over at E511 Ministries is lying. Sheen was a Catholic archbishop who, like many Catholic bishops, taught that all religions have some truth in them. I have ne- I've taught against that, by the way. You can look up that standard for the truth when we talk about religious pluralism or syncretism. I am absolutely against the coexist bumper sticker mentality and the world religions coming together. You know, one world religion. I don't promote that, but this guy's accusing me. He says this. Sheen was a false teacher of the highest degree, and yet Fiorazzo promotes Sheen to his followers. He's lying. Now, I remember, I think last year maybe, earlier this year, I remember a quote by Fulton Sheen, something about something about the truth in our culture and, and exposing, uh, maybe being involved and waking up Christians or something. Um, so I, I shared a quote. It doesn't mean that I'm going to point to his philosophy worldview that I'm going to say, hey, let's let's all become Catholic bishops because I like this guy. No, I've never promoted him. So now I've p- quoted C.S. Lewis. I've quoted Mark Twain. I've quoted um, some people in our history, in American history, that were not even Christians. Does that mean I promote their worldview? No. Look at the words that we're pointing to when we quote somebody. Is what they say is that, do you agree with that? Some would say, yes, I, I agree that there's an attack on Christianity in the words of Jesus and that truth, there is a truth war. I agree with that. So I don't care who says that. I would say, yes, that person is accurate in saying that. I didn't say I agree with everything that person says or writes or is worldly or whatever religion or cult he's involved with. I'm on board. I didn't say that at all. So this guy's lying, unfortunately. Surprise, surprise. Finally, wraps it up. Fiorazzo and Griffin are both very dangerous and lead many astray into idolatrous and worldly thinking. How often do I quote the scripture in 1 John 2.15 that uh, if you love the world or the things in this world, the love of the Father is not in you. Do not love the things in this world. Do not conform to this world. I so often share that, but this guy is accusing me of leading people into worldly thinking, right? Which is clearly contrary to the teaching of scripture. There are, now he says this, there are far more red flags than what I could include in this one post. And unfortunately, other Christian pastors and teachers who should know better are promoting these people instead of protecting the flock against their dangerous teachings. Well, this guy's a bomb thrower and he's dividing people. He's hyper 
um, what do you what do you call it? Oh, maybe a narcissist. I don't wouldn't go that far. I don't know the man, but I will say he. This is a lot of legalism and a lot of guilt by accusation, and I don't see a lot of things that he can back up in what he said about us. So, and you can Jack Hibbs can defend himself. Jan Markell can defend herself. Kirk Cameron can defend herself, and Francis Schaefer. Uh, you know, anyway. <laughs> but he quotes Romans sixteen seventeen. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way. Stop. This guy over at E511 Ministries is causing divisions and putting obstacles in your way to get to good teaching and sound doctrine because he doesn't agree with certain things or certain people that they have maybe interviewed. He's saying these people are dangerous. They're a stumbling block. They're false teachers. That, that's a pretty heavy accusation. Dangerous and false teachers. That's what he called me, Jan Markell, and others. So he, is this not hypocritical of, of this guy? And again, I think his name is John Blanchett. Um, is it not hypocritical he's causing division himself by accusing many brethren with incredibly weak arguments, a lot of it guilt by association, which maybe in some cases I would have to go case by case and say, okay, yeah, this guy shouldn't have partnered with that um, whatever, that speaker or pastor in on that conference or whatever, because there may be some false teachers out there. There may be a prosperity gospel teacher. You go to a conference, and there's another guy there that's that has some sort of um, philosophy that you don't agree with, and Colossians 2.8 warns us not to be taken captive by worldly philosophies. I quote that quite often. So watch out for this guy. The bomb thrower. Okay? Yeah, I'm thankful he's naming names and he's so the, these people can respond. I know that uh, Doreen Virtue responded to him in that post or tried to. I know that Tina Marie Griffin responded. Um, I contacted uh, my friends at Good Fight Ministries in California, uh, Joe Schimmel, Chad Davidson. They said, no, we've talked to him in the past and really didn't get anywhere. Now I'm paraphrasing what they said. So, yeah, it's probably wise just to, you know, not deal with it or to try to ignore it. And what I've come to think, friends, is what other what other people think of me is none of my business. I'll leave it at that. What other people think of me is none of my business. But in this case, why do I say this? Because some of you might be following that guy and that page on Facebook. And he's got a big YouTube channel as well. That's where he puts out these videos and does further um, accusation and, quote, discernment ministry. All right, so I'm going to leave it at that. So do your own research. I don't expect you to agree with everything I say. I don't want you to agree with everything I say. I want you to say, well, you know what, David, you said this. I think it's this way. Yeah, let's have that conversation. I'm not always right. But this guy, I guess he's always right. So, um, but just be careful. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being facetious. All right. Um, we have a couple minutes left. I want to just mention this article I teased earlier over at cityjournal.org. Radical gender theory comes to the heartland. This goes back to what Mission America's Linda Harvey was saying. So this was in Missouri. A school di- district promoted the idea that gender is a universe. Really? <laughs> now we're getting another new age here. Springfield Public Schools is the largest public school district in Missouri. They've adopted a radical gender theory training program that encourages teachers to believe that gender is a universe to affirm sexual identities such as non-binary, pansexual, and polyamorous. Rufo said, last year I reported on Springfield Public Schools' critical race theory training program, which required teachers to locate themselves on an Oppression matrix. Have you ever heard of an oppression matrix? And he talks about the the district's left-wing training program not limited to racial ideology. Administrators were simultaneously promoting the principles of radical gender theory to school employees. Why? Because they are supposed to pass it down to the children. Western Societies have created a heteronormative system that marginalizes racial and sexual minorities. That's what the the basic narrative of this training program is. One more time, Western societies. You know, you can almost sometimes interchange, not always, sometimes interchange 
the, when they say the West, with uh, the Christian worldview in North America. That's when they say the West, the Christian worldview, the biblical worldview, the West. Not always, but they say Western societies. That, in other words, we've been Westernized, we've been Christianized, have created a heteronormative system that marginalizes racial and sexual minorities. Sexual minorities? Anyway, let's go on. Springfield Public Schools told administrators and teachers that they must understand their privileges and identify where they're at within this, within the, quote, cycles of oppression. What was that matrix called? Anyway, let's, we have to move on. Um, some groups, it says straight, white, cisgender men have power and privilege over others based on the categories of race, gender, identity, and sexual orientation. This is what teachers are being trained on, friends. And you will no longer be able to say, that's not happening at my son or daughter's school. You will no longer be able to say that. Finally, administrators claim that people are given a biological sex assigned at birth. Remember we said we cannot assign what God has designed. God ordained He created us in his image. He ordained male and female. These are our roles in society, marriage, family, the church. So they're teaching the opposite of the biblical worldview that we assign. Man assigns gender roles, right? Administrators claim that people are given a biological sex assigned at birth, which often conflicts with their gender identity and gender expression. Teachers are asked to recognize and affirm identities such as non-binary, gender non-conforming, drag queen, pansexual. Uh, this kind of training program has also trickled down into some district schools and is reaching districts across the U.S. That's the point I wanted to get to. Look up Chris Rufo at City Journal. Um, he does some some wonderful work. Him and many others are trying to expose this for what it is. Don't conform to culture, friends. Be conformed to Christ and the biblical worldview. Plant your foundation on the rock. He never changes. God never changes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word is true. It can be trusted. The Bible is authoritative and inerrant. So that's where we are grounded. It is an anchor to our soul. This hope we have in the truth of Scripture and the truth of the gospel. It's an anchor to our soul. So I'll put this article in the podcast notes. We've got a lot in the blog at StandUpForTheTruth.com, including the link to the Great Lakes Prophecy Conference this weekend in Appleton, Wisconsin. Hope to see you if you're local, regional. Hope to see you at 9 a.m. On Saturday, I'll be kicking it off. Bring your coffee. (laughs) Um, And then we'll put this school corruption propaganda calendar. It has been updated by Linda Harvey. That's also going in the blog today. And also, back to school. If you can't change your school, do these five things and much, much more. But thank you guys so much. Who's on tomorrow? Let's see. Where are we? Did I lose my tomorrow? I forgot. Hang on. I got a couple seconds to look this up. Oh, that's right. Tomorrow's Wednesday. We will be doing a rebroadcast of Dr. David Geisler and uh, Norm Geisler International Ministries. Our interview with him. Uh, Vera Sharav. Holocaust survivor, and Scott Shera, both in studio Thursday. God bless you, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter. <laughs>